We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up green bay packers fans welcome back to another edition of the pack a day podcast the mini camp is upon us uh, edition of the pack a day podcast I'm your host, Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley, and I'm joined today, as always, by my co-host, Ross Uglum. Find him on Twitter at Ross Uglum. And Ross, to my, today, like today, one of the most important activities in the calendar year for any football team across the United States of America is taking Goodness. place. Off-season training activities, minicamp edition. We're going to have some grown men running around in shorts and maybe shells, probably not, probably not shells, mostly shorts. But Ross, just yeah. on a scale of one to ten, I just want to figure how I've already been facetious enough about minicamp, so I want to frame it in a different way, and I want maybe to put some of that on your shoulders. On a scale of one to ten, how important is this, really? How important is minicamp? Right, five, six, you know. I mean, this year it's interesting. Uh, two first round picks to integrate into the defense. And uh, two top 125 picks to integrate into the offense uh, that lost, you know, their number one and number two target in Scantling and Adams. So uh, it's, you know, it's it's a big deal, but it's not camp. It's not, you know, um, pads. It's not it's not a lot of things. You know, it's it's um, obviously in June <laughs> also, you know, no, no real football being played until September. Um but yeah, it's 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 important, and um, oftentimes too, the teams that do the best are uh, the teams that are closest. And so this is—I know people are going to, you know, think that this is—I don't know—not <laughs> a big have deal. You, but like the team building stuff is important. The have you seen the new go, Top Gun? I I haven't yet. No, and, and no oh, spoilers. Right. But like, uh, it's just never mind, man. This is offense and defense football at the same time. You'll get that reference right. when you see it. Tom Cruise yeah. has got to build a team, baby. He's got yeah. to build the team. Oh, That's what's sure. going on here. You brought me in here to build a team. That's what I'm doing. Okay. That's what's going on. And I to to talk about minicamp too. What I was gonna say is like it's fun. I think it's just fun for us as fans because. This is kind of fluff season too, right? Like this is where guys come in in the best shape of their life and, you know, they're 
Uh, I ran a four four five coming out of college, but now I run a four three eight because I've been in two years of it. You know, I mean, you hear stuff like that, and you know, nine times out of ten, it doesn't really mean anything. But there is there is enough cases of guys coming in in the best shape of their life, making that second year or third year jump, where you kind of start getting those first clues. Now, like minicamp is kind of usually where that starts, where it's like, hey, like Tyler Davis is a good example of this. Right. He's the guy that kind of has come out of nowhere and literally has done nothing other than the coaches really talk about how much they like him. This would be a good time for him to come look really good uh, for, you know, the reporters and for the the practices open to the media. Like, hey, they, OK, I kind of see what they're talking about with this guy. He does. He moves a little bit different than maybe some of the other tight ends in the room. So I, I think for me, like that's what. That's kind of what mini camp is. And when you talk about like what is fun, I think we need to talk about like what are we most looking forward to to seeing this week? Like what kind of fun stuff um, do we want to see, read about, hear about? Um, because ultimately that's all that does really matter. You know, the negative stuff is not necessarily nothing, but you kind of take it in the same vein as the positive stuff. And then we just kind of ignore it because it's negative. Uh, because it, it d- probably doesn't matter that much. Like, hey, so-and-so dropped a pass. So-and-so missed a block. So-and-so missed a throw. Who cares? You know, we don't really necessarily know exactly what they're working on, exactly what the coaches are asking them to do. Um, so that's kind of part of it as well. And minicamp is also a time that for some of these guys, the coaches are asking them to do something different, especially these rookies. Like, hey, uh, we want you actually to start, you know, in this type of stance, or we want you – um, to you know, run your route this way, or we want you to get out of your stance this way. We want you to use your hand. I mean, so there's a, a bunch of different things playing here. Uh, but, Ross, let's start on just the, the offensive side of the ball. You kind of talked about it, you know, integrating two top 125 wide receivers specifically into this offense, and they're going to be expected to contribute early. And so as this year's minicamp rolls on, um, what are your expectations, I guess, on this offense, kind of touching base on integrating new types of players into it? What really do you expect to see or what you hope to see? Yeah, I don't know, you know what I expect to see in camp, but it's it's got to be, you know, those guys just keeping their heads above water. And I think um, Journal Sentinel did a good job of getting into that or maybe it was um, Press Gazette. But either way, they, 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 did, they did a good job of just getting into – how much is really um, our friend Justice Mosqueda refers to it as taking in information through a fire hose. And I think that's what's happening right now. Um, You know, Watson, and this is going to make me sound like a homer, but Watson uh, participated in a much more pro style offense at North Dakota state than dubs did at Nevada, a hundred percent. So part of the verbiage is maybe going to be a little bit easier for Watson. Part of that transition is maybe going to be a little bit easier for Watson. Nevada was a wide open, very college style air raid type offense with a lot of 10 personnel. It's just not the kind of stuff that's going to get run, but they are going to both have to understand where they're supposed to be. Cause the people talk about, and obviously, especially with Watson, people talk about, um, you know, drop issues and how that might affect trust issues with Rodgers. I'm sure he's not going to like drops, but I can good and gosh darn guarantee you he's not going to like you not being in the right spot. That's going to kill his confidence in you maybe more than anything is 
not being in the right spot, not being where you're supposed to be. Well, then the thing, you know, people always talk about Rodgers and the drops. And you know, if you drop the ball, he's not going to throw it to you. And I think you hit the nail on the head right there because nobody dropped more critical passes in the last three years than MVS for this team. Or, or by the way, Jordy Nelson in his first three right. years in the league, Devontae Adams in his first two years in the league. Rodgers has worked through drop issues with, like, every key contributor in Packers history. Yet we see a guy, you know, like Josiah DeGuara. Josiah DeGuara has kind of become the whipping boy for that reason. You know, like the guy that you – because we saw him get in the wrong spot. I, I forget what game it was. I forget what it was at all. But all I remember is Rodgers just absolutely ripping 81 a new one for lining up in the wrong spot. And you don't ever see him do that for a guy that drops the ball. Like, you'll hear him talk about it. Like, with MVS is, is the example I bring up because he's the guy that he would go right back to because he's like, I believe in him. And I think that's because of what he has between the ears. Like, MVS is a smart football player. Um, that's why he was able to get on the field early, too. People forget, forget how good MVS was early in his career. He was a 500-yard receiver his rookie year. So he's a guy that he had it between the ears and earned that trust with Rodgers. So, like, it can happen. And I think that's kind of what you are looking for here as you talk about guys keeping their, their heads above water. But, like, that's harder to do with 12 as your quarterback because he – is going to demand so much of those young guys right away. Absolutely. Right. And, and, and as he should. You know, he gets a bad reputation for that. And I think that's stu- like that's so dumb. Every great quarterback in the NFL at these camps, they're holding these guys to an incredibly high standard. Um, so Rodgers is going to be that with this these guys too. Lazard looks like he's going to be there. Um, I'm not sure what's all going on with that. Um, but Lazard is is a guy that will be a great influence for these younger guys. Same with Randall Cobb, like two guys that are just pros, pros, and will absolutely come in and do it the right way immediately. Um, and it'll show these guys kind of like, hey, this is how you be a pro. I think that's that's going to be underrated. That's going to be important for these younger guys to be around some of the veterans in that capacity. Um, but other than that, Ross, can we really, you know, it's it's fun to look at the skill position type guys. Um, and I think it's it's worth noting, too, what I'm going to be really interested in is, you know, where's Kylan Hill at with his rehab? Where's Big Bob at with it? You know, like, let's get some let's get some videos of those guys to hop around the on the ACL squad. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see where those guys are at. I want to hear where those guys are at. And this might actually be where we get a little bit of an update. Um, I want to see where Bakhtiari's at, because I'll tell you what, Ross, I'm not panicked about it, but I don't necessarily feel great about it either. It's not good. It's not a good thing that he's almost 16 months removed from that ACL or whatever, the knee, and he's still not just – he's still with the rehab group with guys that ripped their knee up six months ago. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I want some I want some uh, clarity and I want some anxiety um, lifted on that front. I, I would like nothing more to see old 69 trot out there and kind of be working with, you know, at a limited capacity, I would imagine, but with some of the team stuff, that would be a sight for sore eyes for this Packers team to see him back out there. Um, so that's important. But, you know, the offensive line in general at these types of things, is there anything, is there really anything that you can take from this? Is there anything worth noting and watching with some of these guys, especially the young guys that they have now? Yeah, I mean, the only, you know, the one thing I think is really worth paying, paying attention to is alignments. Uh, if we're talking about, uh, you know where where they're lining up dubs where they're lining up Watson and then obviously certainly where they're lining up 
you know, Zach Tom. I, I think that's super, super interesting. And, uh, you know, where they're, where they're working in Sean Ryan. I think that's very, very interesting. And so um, while that might not be, you know, the be all end all, or it, we, we might not be locked into those things come even preseason or certainly come the regular season. I think it's going to be interesting to at least see, you know, like where, um, where these guys have thoughts, I, I guess, where these, where these guys are visualized in some way as, as to where they might be. Right, because, you know, speaking of Bakhtiari, he was very similar to Zach Tom when he came in, and we mentioned it. Absolutely he yeah, was. They put, a, they put him at right tackle, and they said, yeah, he's probably a center, but, hey, let's just let's kick him out there and see how he does. And then he never left. And, in fact, he moved, the only movement he went was to the left. Um, and so it will be interesting. It's like, yeah, let's just see if Zach Tom can play tackle. And if he can't, then whatever. We, got, we think we have a really good, you know, backup interior offensive lineman or a starter, you know, so that, that will be interesting. Um but I don't think, you know, personally, I don't think you can take much from the actual play on the field with those big guys because there's just not going to be a lot of there's not going to be a lot of banging going on with those guys. There's just going to be a lot of alignment. It's going to be a lot of, you know, vertical pass set or, you know, quick pay. Like, I mean, just little things like that. And the Packers do teach that stuff a little bit different. So uh, there'll be a little bit of an acclimation period for these young offensive linemen. Uh, but let's move to the defensive side of the ball because, I mean, heck, they have two first round picks that they added from the same team. They got that Georgia defense basically taking shape in Green Bay right now. Um, What are some things there? And I think you can kind of say, you know, front seven type guys, especially like with Wyatt, I'm not sure you're going to be able to take much from what he does at minicamp other than I I promise you people are going to be impressed with the way he moves because he's an impressive athlete. And like that's going to pop out right away. Um, Probably the same with Quay. I think you can maybe take a little bit more from Quay because he'll probably be doing a little bit more stuff in coverage or, you know, I don't know. Uh, but as far as defensively with these young guys, especially because mini minicamp does kind of gear towards the youngsters, the guys that you're hoping to make a second or third year jump. Um, so here are some guys in some um, some positional battles that you're looking forward to the most on that side of the ball. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, it is tough, right? I mean, you you almost have to steer your way towards off the ball players because mm-hmm. what are you going to learn? Very little, you know. So, want um, want to see Quay Walker, you know, be fluid. Um, want to see if Tariq Carpenter has any chance at all of, of being a defender and and not just a a special teamer. And that that's what's interesting, you know, to me. Hey, you do want to see. Um, Defensive alignments as well, you know, do they, uh, 
do they work in Shamar John Charles at slot corner? Where does Keyshawn Nixon work in? Uh, when they ro- roll out there in base, is the you know the back, what is it, seven? Is the back seven going to be solidly what everyone thinks it is, which is Stokes, Sewell, Jaw, Quay, Campbell, Amos, Savage. Does Amos or does Savage move around? We've been begging for that for a while. Uh, that That's what I'm going to be maybe interested in in, in OTAs. Um, again, when we're talking about what can we learn, from a physicality standpoint, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how much we can learn. Yeah, they're, the Packers have just creatures roaming around on defense, and it's going to look that way. Like Every single guy they're trotting out there, it seems like, is a freak athlete. And, and they should look that way. They should look fast. They should look fluid on defense. I think it's going to be fascinating to watch these corners – I mean, quite frankly, if I was a betting man, I would say these corners are going to absolutely gobble up these young receivers early, and as they should, because I think they're going to do that to a lot of good NFL-ready corners throughout the season. So I think that'll be a really interesting thing to watch as well, like how you know Christian Watson versus Jair Alexander. Like, how's he looking? How how are we doing, buddy? You know, I mean, as much as we like to cape for you know North Dakota State being a good program, because it is. And there are FCS schools that have good players because they do. They don't have Jair Alexander. And and that's not just Christian Watson. That's any receiver coming to the NFL. Like, what's up, dude? Welcome to the NFL. Here's 23. Oh, you didn't like what you got from him? Wait, uh, here's 21. Oh, yeah, he's pretty good, too. Okay, here's 29. Like, I mean, where where are you going to be getting your wins as a young corner or as a young wide receiver on this team? So I think that'll be fascinating to watch. Um, just to see, like you said, can these guys keep their head above water? Because, you know, in seven on seven drills uh, where these guys, you know, they can't, you know, it's not it's not real football. It is athlete versus athlete, technician versus technician. Um, these corners are going to be way ahead, as they should. And so I think that'll be interesting. I think it'll be important not to freak out when Dubs, Watson aren't getting separation against Jai- like. I mean, legit all pro level corners across the board. So um, that'll be fun. I think that'll be fun just from a perspective of watching Twitter burn. If Watson drops another pass or can't get open versus Jair Alexander, like why the Packers are actually doomed this season and why they're never (laughs) not going to, you know, why they're not going to win a game. So that'll be, that's always fun as well. Mini camp overreactions. Um, But I mean, other than that, Ross, like, there's not much to talk about on this episode. Like I'm, I'm sitting here and it's like, man, we're at almost 20 minutes. And like, I got nothing else because truthfully, this stuff has all been talked about. Like this is what's fun about it is even though minicamp probably isn't that big of a deal. It is the really like the start of the season in a way. It is kind of where we start getting these guys acclimated. We start getting familiar with these younger players and we've been talking about them now since the draft. And without really seeing much of them other than a lot of what we're going to see again this week, truthfully. Um, but it's more of it. It's more of a sample size. Um, do do these guys look like they're getting better? Do they look like they're keeping their head above water? Or, you know, what are we getting from it? You know, next week we'll be able to talk about them again with a week of minicamp practice under their belt. And then we got kind of the long wait again until training camp. Um, so, Ross, any any closing thoughts on minicamp? Uh, enjoy it. You know, um, it's a, it's a little, little tiny appetizer before the full course meal. Um, hopefully it wets your football whistle a little bit. Uh, but as Jake has mentioned like a number of times, just don't, 
don't uh, take everything with a grain of salt. Unless Christian Watson does something cool, then I was right. <laughs> Unless Christian Watson looks awesome, then yeah, he's going to be an all pro this year. And you guys can, and every, and all the doubters can just absolutely cram it. So um, other than that, yeah, it's, it's not a big deal. So cool. All right, guys. Well, that's, that's all we got. Ross and I will be back again next Monday. I'm um, talking about, like I said, just probably wrapping up mini camp and talking about who looked good, um, who we can overreact on, who we shouldn't overreact on, and all that good stuff. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you're uh, checking us out on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. Give us a five star review if you're if you're enjoying what you're hearing. Um, it's slow times this off season, so we really appreciate those things. We appreciate you guys still listening. And until next time, go pack go. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.